0: Hi everybody and welcome back to the Unofficial Guide to Medicine podcast. Today is another one of our OSCE revision podcasts and is the third episode in our psychiatry series. Today Schweter is going to take through how to carry out a suicide risk assessment.
1: Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Unofficial Guide to Medicine revision podcast series. My name is Shwetha, I'm a fourth year medical student at the University of Nottingham And today we're tackling one of the more daunting psychiatric history stations, the suicide risk assessment. Suicide risk assessments can be tricky, especially when you throw in unconscious biases that you, as a student, may not even know that you had. You may find it difficult to discuss suicidal ideation, or the patient may be unwilling to talk to you. And all of this can make for a very difficult OSCE station. Ultimately, it comes down to semantics and empathy. And of course, the structure of a suicide risk assessment is a little different to your typical history. So let's stop there. After you've covered the basics, introductions, confirming the patient's identity and obtaining consent, it might be helpful to think of the remainder of your chat chronologically. This would mean asking questions about events leading up to the attempt, the attempt itself, and the time following the attempt, up until your consultation. In terms of events before the attempted suicide, you want to make sure you find out why they did so. Was it an acute reaction to a particular stressor or have they had symptoms for a longer period of time? This is where you focus on their story. Ask them what's been happening in the weeks leading up to their suicide attempt as well as how they've been feeling. Find out if this is their first attempt or if not how long they've been idealizing suicide. Explore their symptoms briefly. This is also a good place to screen for mania or psychosis which can also precipitate suicidal attempts. For example, you could ask the patient if they've heard voices telling them to act on their suicidal intentions. You also want to screen for any risk of violence towards others. Then move on to the attempt itself. Here, focus on planning, the presence or absence of suicide notes or a will, as well as attempts, if any, to avoid detection. Ask them what method they used to attempt suicide and why, as well as if they were under the influence of drugs or alcohol at the time. Also discuss how they were found. Finally, you want to make sure you talk to them about their thoughts and feelings following the attempt. Did they intend to die or did they just intend to hurt themselves? How do they feel about the fact that they're alive? Do they have any plans to attempt suicide again? Do they have any insight into their actions and do they wish to harm anybody else? Once you've covered the suicide attempt itself, you want to think about potential risk factors in your individual patient. Explore previous psychiatric history, including substance misuse, their home and professional circumstances, and physical illness. Remember that males, lower socioeconomic groups, retirement, unemployment, divorce, social isolation, physical illness, and ages over 40 and under 19 are risk factors for completed suicide. This brings you to the end of the risk assessment, and by now you should have a pretty solid understanding of their motives, intent, insight, and plans moving forward. This should together help you categorize them as low, medium, or high risk. Before you close the consultation, explain potential sources of help and offer a follow-up. Assure them that you're there to help and find out what they would like from you or if they have any questions for you. I spoke to an OSCE examiner a few months ago who agreed that ending your consultation with a few kind, non-judgmental words and helpful resources go a long way, both for patients and examiners. Now on to how to ask these questions. I recently read a very interesting article that collated the thoughts of multiple people who have previously presented to EDs following suicidal attempts. They unanimously agreed that beating around the bush when it comes to self-harm or suicide only makes things more uncomfortable. The best way to ask these questions is to simply ask them. Don't be afraid to say the word suicide. Don't beat around the bush regarding their attempts or intent, because this may cause them to lose trust in you as their doctor. More importantly, be as empathetic and non-judgmental as you can be. Chances are that they've had an incredibly rough day with plenty on their minds, so don't add to their stress and instead focus on alleviating it as much as possible. Humor can be helpful, but remember not to be inappropriate across any lines. Semantics are also important, so for example, be wary of referring to suicidal completion as successful, as it sends the wrong message. That's all from me today and I hope I've made the thought of a suicide risk assessment OSCE station just a little bit less scary. If you'd like more information on this or other OSCE stations I highly suggest the Unofficial Guide to Medicine's OSCE books. You can also learn more about various stations through our podcast. Thank you for listening and have a lovely day.
0: Thank you everybody for listening. There'll be another Psychiatry OSCE Revision podcast next week, so make sure you tune in then. You can also go and follow us on our social media to keep up to date with all the podcast releases.